Welcome everyone to Slabstock's NBA Free Agency Podcast. I'm Nate. I'm here with Aaron and our buddy Sam, who quality is. brings to this podcast is watching and reading about a lot of basketball. Yeah, definitely knows basketball. According to Nate, I know nothing. So, <laughs> and anything I say here, just don't even listen to it. That's very true. You know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's just um, terrible. Just kidding. We'll get into that more later. So I just want to give you guys some some highlights on our thoughts on the NBA free agency and how it might affect card values or certain young players that going up, going down. I'm sure Nate's um, going to talk about Devontae Graham as the best NBA player ever. But truly a star. 12.30 Central Time. When Paul, Aaron was already in bed because he's bed, not an NBA fan. He's a non-NBA fan. Remember that. I don't care about the NBA. Okay, so first off, we want to talk about the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George team-up in L.A., which the trade was Paul George to the Clippers for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, five future first-round draft picks, and then a trade swap. Also, while we're talking about this, Zubats is back to the Clippers on a four-year $28 million deal. So Zubats will probably be the starting center there. That's a big haul. That's the most draft pick, first round draft picks in a trade ever, if I'm not mistaken. Um, most of them unprotected. Nate, you got the years for me? All right, so the Heat's 2021 unprotected first round pick. The Clippers' 2022 unprotected first round pick. The Heat's 2023 first round pick, top 14 protected. Rights to swap first round picks in 2023. The Clippers' unprotected 2024 un- first round pick. Rights to swap first-round picks in 2025, and the Clippers' unprotected 2026 first-round pick. So just a load of draft picks right there. Yeah. A ton. And then with the Paul George trade to the Clippers, Kawhi signed with the Clippers on a four-year $141 million deal, I want to say. Almost positive on that. And, of course... 142. 142 off by a million bucks. It's because you were thinking Kyrie. Kyrie. And Kemba, 141. And Kemba, 141. Kawhi Leonard is a million dollars better. That's right. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's it. Just barely. He's barely better than Kemba Walker. So with that, and as I'm getting this, Russell Westbrook wants to be traded to some team. We don't know where yet. I'm going Magic. Magic? That's my wild card. Sam? I feel like the Knicks. Knicks yeah. have been wanting a big star for a while since they kind of had the whole thing with Melo. But they need a star. They want a star. What if it's like Melo round two where he just like... Here's my question. That would be so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of grabbing a star? I know the Knicks are the Knicks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> but what's the point of grabbing a star if you've already seen that star not be able to win by himself? And then just wasting young talent to bring that star to New York to also have him not be able to win by himself. Well, here's the thing. The Knicks need to make the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs. Do they need to make the playoffs? Can't they just organically grow with R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox? I don't think that's going to work if you ask me. (laughs) They could. They're not going to. Keep losing, getting top picks, building a team. I suppose. I mean, look at the Nets. The Nets had nobody. That's true. The Nets had nothing. They worked their way into Joe Harris and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and um, Karis LeVert. Spencer Dinwiddie. Also, with despite a, not having like any of their first their picks, with a much better front office too. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but I'm, what I'm saying is, the Knicks look helpless right now. But it's not all for a loss. Oh no, you can turn in you can True. turn a team with no picks five years ago into one of the top contenders in the world. True. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nate's got a point there. Either way, back to this main trade. 
the the thing that obviously the Clippers are going to automatically be contenders with that crazy defensive line between Patrick Beverly, oh. add in Landry Shamet for shooting, Kawhi, Paul George, and then probably Zubac or whatever his name I'd is. Say, I'd say Harold for Harrell. defensive yeah, but purposes. Obviously, Zubac for. I was just going to say, I'm sure Harold's better. But no, yeah. there's a workhorse yeah. down low, too. But also, Zubats, if you're going for a traditional big man lineup, which, yeah. since the uh, Warriors no longer have their lineup of death, <laughs> uh, big man lineups are going to become, I think, back. Yeah, I don't want to say back-back, because obviously three-point shooting is still very important, but I think there will be more room in the NBA for traditional big men. Well, it'll yeah. be different, too, like having one traditional center with Kawhi and Paul George isn't even, like... Still completely different than like the old two thousands when it was like power forward center. You're not you're not having there's it's basically one of them. One power forward, yeah. one center playing, yeah. you know, but and four wings. Lots of shooting. Yeah. The big also, thing though is that you know, people already own cards of Kawhi and Paul George. They're you know, some of the top players in the league. But you wanna see how players around them are affected and if they can take their game to the next level. And something that personally I was hoping for slash really, really thinking was Shea staying as the point guard in L.A. with Kawhi signing there. And honestly, I didn't even, Kawhi didn't even really need to go there to have Shea have a good season. However, that just made it that much more able to, to hope for. But the problem is, is that he got traded to the Thunder that currently have Russell Westbrook on the team. Currently. And, currently. You know, by the time you guys hear this, by the end of the day, maybe Westbrook's on the Knicks or the Magic. Either way... Currently, it makes it... Or some other superstar. The point is is that Shea didn't only go to a team with Russell Westbrook. He went to a much smaller market. Much, much smaller. And having Shea in L.A. would have been huge. However, it's kind of like if any of you guys are baseball fans, with Sixto Sanchez getting traded to the Marlins, which we still have not seen the the benefit from, we we were thinking that talent would win out. Sixto prices, as being right now, I think that they're around the same as before the season started, which is crazy considering... He's pitching unreal right now, save his last start, which was awful, I heard. However, it puts Shea in a worse spot. With that being said, if you don't own a lot of Shea, you should probably be excited because if Shea's prices drop here over the next couple days, I'm currently like looking at every single Shea listing that gets posted because I'm waiting for the ones to get posted at low buy it now is to maybe scoop them up. Granted... They might not be posted because people don't want to lose money on them, which makes sense. However, if you watch for auctions, that's where you're really going to get the good deals. Right now, not not, not a great situation for Shea. I think that obviously his value is going to drop. I think Nate would probably agree with that. Yeah, and um, Westbrook has to go. But but the, the theory is is that if Westbrook gets traded, which I think, honestly, I'm thinking it's Do more... Do the magic for Mo Bamba. Oh my for, God. Imagine a 7-foot with 7'10 wingspan Mo Bamba. With a 6'5 point a six, six, yeah. Guard with a six eleven wingspan. And they just Shea. Get John Hammond over there together. <laughs> oh yeah, John Hammond's never going to get rid of Mobamba. Not a chance. No, he loves that length. Mobamba, Mobamba is John Hammond's dream. Yeah. Oh, John Hammond loves length. Really? Well, either way, Mobamba. I actually really like his buy low right now. I think that you guys would agree with that. Um, but, but if you were to trade him, but if you were to trade him, imagine cool. a Shea guard Mobamba at center. That, How incredible that would be. That's nasty. That would be. Cool. That's really awesome. If I, I've been hearing some rumblings that. The Thunder made a move for Shea for a reason. And I don't know if you trade for an, a, a number 11 overall draft pick from the year before without planning on building around him, or at least building pieces with him. True. It seems like an odd, odd. fit next to uh, Westbrook. Westbrook. So if that's the case, I think that Shea could benefit from this trade 
in a way that he would have more of a reign of the team, but also not as much many eyes on him because they might not be, you know, obviously a top three team. What's up over there? Cousins to the Lakers, one year deal. Oh, how much? Five mil? I uh, just five point five point three million. A man without a team has a team. All right, second year in a row. Two. You know, they're getting the band back to get together. You know, Anthony Davis you know, and uh, they are. Boogie Cousins. <laughs> I actually, that's not a bad idea. DeMarcus, if he wasn't such a jerk at the beginning of his career in the Kings, I think he'd have a much better outlook on free agency. Well, the other problem is is that he got injured and couldn't sign that long-term contract after a good year. Oh, you can always sign a long-term contract with the Achilles tear. I suppose Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah, but also KD is one of the best offensive players in the game. Well, either way, getting back to this Clippers-Thunder trade. Yeah, <laughs> we're up on so, the with, with that swap, one of the players I see benefiting from it which I've now started to see a lot of tweets on it, so I can't be alone, is Landry Shamet, shooting guard. He got traded from the Sixers to the Clippers in the Tobias Harris trade, and I like that as it was because it puts him on a team without Jimmy Butler, who just absolutely stinks, and it gives him a as chance. As a teammate, not as a yeah, basketball player. Yeah, obviously he's valuable as a basketball I just think that players that play with him, their values go down. Um, We're going to find out. We will find out, especially if the Heat land in our player. I can play with them. Is that right now? I don't really think they have anything other than Jimmy Butler. Well, they got Dragic. Dragic, true. He's pretty good. But Landry Shamet should see a, a bunch point. of wide open threes with Kawhi and Paul George, and then you got Patrick Beverly who can play point guard. And Lou Will. And Lou Will. So while Shamet may not be the top option even close on that team, if he just gets wide open threes and scores 13 points a game and hits 45% of them, he's going to be talked about. If they're in, in a top you know, top seed of the West or top two seed of the West with probably the Jazz, unless the Lakers just mesh like crazy, which, you know, it's going to be a bunch of one-year deal guys just like last year. Um, it's going to be interesting, and I think that Landry Schmidt's extremely undervalued right now based on what could happen. Obviously, you know, it might not, but what could happen is definitely higher value than what his prices currently are. Like, I know that you can pick up silver rookies for like 8 to 10 bucks, or like right now as I'm speaking, there's a fast-break prism Purple numbered at 75 PSA 10 for $45 buy it now. That's not expensive at all, especially considering how much basketball cards are priced at now. Yeah. Which I think. What do what do non stars go for shooting guards? Like Silvers? Landry Schmidt's not going to be. A star. No, he's not going to be a star. He's going to be a solid role player. Maybe even top of the line, like uh, in the vein of Malcolm Brogdon. Right. But nothing more but than that. The difference is, is that he might be like Malcolm Brogdon. He's got yeah. the stars. To bring attention to him, because yeah, but or Malcolm, the city, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, the city, like the, the city is really big. what the difference. I was gonna is. say Malcolm Brogdon has Giannis, who had half the world well, watching. Right, but no one cares if it's a Milwaukee Bucks card. Yeah, people care if it's a LA Clippers card. That's the difference. But would he be in a? He would be in a Yeah, but semi Clippers player. Type, you know, I understand. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, no, you're you're right. But the other difference is that at least that the colors are the same, so it kind of seems like that. You <laughs> yeah, know, <that's> Clippers. <laughs> Sam, give me some thoughts on this Paul George Kawhi trade. I mean, the Thunder got a huge haul in return, but, I mean, we saw what Kawhi did last year with the Raptors, and he had, what, Kyle Lowry as his running mate, yeah. and everyone kind of counted them out, so, I mean... Well, I Pascal Siakam, obviously, took oh, steps yeah, forward yeah, true. that people weren't expecting. True, yeah, but, I mean, like, I mean, everyone's kind of like, oh, we'll see what Kawhi can do, but, I mean, pairing him with someone like Paul George, I mean, I can only imagine, especially with all the other guys they have, like you said, Shamet, spacing the floor, you got Lou Williams coming off the bench, you can mm. give him buckets, which... In the off chance one of the two of them had both can't score, I don't know if that's ever going to be a situation where they're both going to be off. Yeah, I don't. Know. The Clippers look scary right now. They should be pretty good. And 
Oh. It'll be fun to see them play the Lakers. That's going to be yeah, I can't some wait for those, fun matchups. The Lakers duels in the Staples Center, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun because obviously they're going to need Harrell at that point. Yeah. Because Harrell's the big key there because they're going to have to stop Anthony Davis. Yep. And DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, <yeah. laughs> um, What I find interesting about that trade is that it quite literally, you look at it, and a lot of people from the outside looking in will be like, man, five firsts. And Shea for Thank just you. Paul George. But really, you have to look at it. Five first Shea and Gallinari for Paul George and yeah, Kawhi. Because you're not getting Kawhi without Paul George. That's why the hole is so big. So if you want yeah. both of them, you have to do it. And the, and the, and the, I was thinking last night, I was like, man, why would the Thunder do that? The door is wide open for them uh, for the first time in years. You got uh, Russ yeah. and you got Paul and you got Steven Adams. Why not go for it? But if somebody's willing... To give you an absolute haul of picks and stuff for mm-hmm. one of your guys because they need him if they want to get another star player. You can just rebuild. Easy. Here's yeah. the other thing is if you think about the timelines, they align where if the Clippers can't yeah, swing. Yeah, the Clippers are going to be bad by yeah. 2026. So, so it's just yeah. going to flip around. It's yeah. going to be like Clippers might be super good now, but by the time the Thunder have all these picks coming in, it's going to be just a flip-flop. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't matter because... The Celtics also were in this situation where they're getting amazing picks after amazing picks from the Nets, and the Nets had trash, and then the Nets were bad for a few years, and the Celtics were good, but they didn't win a championship, and now the Celtics have lost Horford, uh, Kyrie, they're going to lose Marcus Morris, yeah. they lost Gary Terry, all in one offseason. They should have Tatum and Brown right now. And they was. got Kemba back. Kemba and Enos Cantor. That's enough on the Clippers front. Next on our list is to talk about the Nets because they had a pretty massive free agency period between grabbing uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie straight from the Knicks in the same state, which is pretty awesome for me to see, actually, because I think that that Nets team that just stuck a bunch of pieces together last year and made the playoffs. Of course, D'Angelo Russell was a big a big factor and that had a great year. Awesome year, actually. Um, yeah. Like, D'Angelo Russell was good, but he's not. He's yeah. not Spencer Dinwiddie. No. Is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, no, he's no Kyrie. He's no Kyrie. No, but, yeah, obviously. but what I'm saying is through building up, it's it's not like that they were just like super bad and just offered a ton of money and built it. Yeah, they, yeah, no, they, no, no. They, they, put, they built. Yeah, they built. And they yeah. built well because they had nothing. Yeah, so they, they built, and now they got those superstars. They grabbed guys like Joe Harris that were undervalued by the Cavs and mm-hmm. made them into one of the best three-point shooters yeah. in the game, if not the best. Of course, there's some question marks with the KD injury in there. We won't know for a while. I'm sure that he'll be fine at, at the very least. But the the biggest question mark for me, or I guess just most frustrating thing, was when they grabbed DeAndre Jordan. I know he's Katie's buddy, and they gave up 10 mil to give DeAndre 10 a year on a four-year deal. But you have a 19 PER and a, like an 8.5 win share center in Jared Allen that started the second half of last year and was dominant with two blocks a game, 11 points, nine rebounds. One, one little minor thing here is that Shouldn't really use PER for centers. Yeah, because they they get a high because, rate as a defense. Yeah, and blocking blocks and blocks. I get it, but and, and field goal percentage. But I'm not comparing him to a guard. I know, but like yeah. a 19 PER for a center is actually bad. I think that you'll agree with me that Jared Allen is on a good track to become one of the better starting centers in the NBA. True center, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, scoring. But I do think he could become a stud. If he was a yes stud, then they would have signed DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Um, but I like as just like Nate said, I think he can become a stud. I think that you you make like what I think of when I when I think of Jared Allen and Kyrie Irving playing together is what I think of when I saw 
James Harden and Clint Capella at their prime because I watched the series of the the, the Rockets versus the Wolves and every time down the court is pick and roll lob from James Harden to Clint Capella. Like every time. And I think that Kyrie Irving and Jared Allen would be an amazing pick and roll combo. Granted, it'll be a very tough path to minutes right now. Not necessarily saying that DeAndre Jordan is light years ahead of Jared Allen, but you don't pay a guy $10 million a year. And hopefully, personally for me, I'd rather see Jared Allen play, so it'd be nice to see him uh, him beat out DeAndre Jordan for some minutes. And then when you look at the East landscape, obviously you have the Bucks who were the top seed in the East last year. Bucks and six. Bucks and six, like always. Um, the Raptors lost Kawhi, so I'm just going to kind of leave them out of this right now because they replaced him with Stanley Johnson, which is... Uh, a massive downgrade, to say the least. <laughs> and then you got teams like the Celtics, the 76ers, the Pacers, and I guess, I don't really want to say the Heat because they got nothing out of Butler. So pretty much that's it. Tragic. At the Pacers. The Heat aren't doing it. Yeah. yeah. Unless Jimmy Butler just goes supersonic, which seems unlikely. So you, seems massively unlikely. You so got the, yeah, you got the Nets. The, the Bucks and the Nets, really. And that's with KD coming back at the end of the year to be able to play in the playoffs. Well, I, even without KD. I'm saying like top of the line, like I know. I'm just I'm just saying even without KD, they still look. Without KD, I put them in that 76ers Celtics range more so than yeah. that Bucks range. I am a little worried about the 76ers now. However, he's a good Giannis stopper. He doesn't fit in with the team, in my mind. Such a, a good, weird lineup. He is a good Giannis. He is a good Giannis stopper. Is there any way that the Nets make it to the NBA championship in the first year where you actually see guys like Kyrie Irving go back up in price because his cards have tanked? Ever since he won that championship with LeBron back in 2017, the cards have just tanked. Personally, for me, I don't really see any value in bets. Like, like obviously, there is value in, like, Kawhi's, but you needed Kawhi to go super, super, super saiyan to have his value go up in the playoffs, there, right? There's two things that I saw this past playoff season. Well, even after the playoffs. So it's Kawhi going from, like, $40 PSA 10s to like $280 PSA yeah. 10s. And Be Kawhi was already one of the top players in the world. Yeah. And he was at 40 bucks. Exactly. Unless you are absolutely dominant. And you know what is going to happen to Kawhi? His prices are going to drop again. Probably. Well, I guess if he's yeah. on the Clippers, it's better than... Yeah. But, but in my mind, he had to play absolutely out of his mind. True. Do you think they're going to stay at 280? If he stays as one of the top two players, possibly. So, so this was the other thing that happened, though, is the Anthony Davis trade to the L.A. Lakers increase his cards by two times. So really, you either have to win a championship and be an absolute monster, or you have to go from a super mini market to a big market like AD or Kemba. And Kyrie didn't really move markets that wouldn't craze his prices. You know, if he isn't the Game 7 hero in the NBA Finals, I don't really know if people buy up his cards. KD? No, Kyrie. Kawhi? Kyrie. Kyrie. Like, Kyrie. Like two years ago. Hey, uh, underreported aspect of Kawhi here, and this is where I'm kind of like 280 is too much. And this is why I think he's going to, even though he's amazing, I think people might forget about him. 64 games played. 58 games played. 66 games played. 64, 72, 74, 9, and 60. He's 28. There's 82 games in a season. He's never played a full season of games. He's missed the his highest games played in a season. He missed eight, and then ten, and then everything after that is twenties. Way more significant. The guy just doesn't stay healthy. And when you're not healthy, how many games did he play last year? Sixty. 
What happened to him again? At 82. Oh, they were being, part of those were, weren't they? They were, they were, on, they were resting him on, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, health is a big concern with Kawhi. Kawhi. Well, just like how Joel Embiid prices aren't like insane. Yeah, because health is a big yeah. concern with yeah. Embiid. Like obviously Embiid's a and top center. Just like the various rumors I heard about Brogdon. Obviously, I love Brogdon, but the Bucks apparently had a walkaway <laughs> number because his feet are yeah. significant issues. Yeah, that they didn't want to wrap in twenty one million dollars to a year. That's why I like while the Kawhi and Paul George trade is huge. I like focusing more on what happens to SGA and Landry Shamet more than Kawhi and Paul George because yeah. they're already being bought. They're being collected. It's the guys who aren't being collected yet that can become collected. Yeah. So after the Nets, just got want to move down to a team that didn't necessarily do anything super crazy. Um, we just talked about the Celtics. That's what we're going to talk about now. But it's it's Will Tatum or Brown go back up in price because two years ago when Tatum was a rookie and Jalen Brown was a second year and Tatum, they made it to game seven against LeBron. His prices were insane. Like crazy. I'm talking $450 for a PSA 10 silver. I think that they're now oh 230. What's up here? Jalen Brown born October 24th. <laughs> Jalen Brown, my new favorite basketball player. Just like how Drake's your favorite rapper. Just like Drake's my favorite rapper. Nick Gordon and Eric Hosmer are my favorite baseball players. Here's um, my ideas on uh, Celtics. the Celtics. Uh, you can, you guys can tell me if I'm crazy or not. But uh, I think both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to do well next year. I like it. Because they did well when Kyrie was injured. Yeah. And now Kyrie's completely gone. Out of the picture. It's their team. They don't have to worry about Kyrie. Yeah. They don't have to worry about him breathing down their neck. Just like... Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota doesn't have to worry about Jimmy Butler anymore. <laughs> Thank God. And uh, Andrew Wiggins doesn't have to worry about Jimmy Butler. I don't know. I feel like there might be a step forward for Andrew Wiggins with no Jimmy Butler. I could be. I don't have. I don't hold out hope. And we. I just got off on a tangent on the Timberwolves here. But I think they both take take steps forward because the lack of pressure of there's going to be less pressure because Kyrie's gone. There's going to be more pressure because they are firmly. Well, they're not really firmly the man because Kemba's now the man. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you can survive more with Kemba than you can with Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie's got more of a, it's a lot more pressure at hand with Kyrie yes. than there is with Kemba. Yeah, 100%. So at that point, uh, the other thing is that Jason Tatum, his prices are a lot higher than Jalen Brown's. And I'm not saying that it's really risky because it's not that risky considering he's going to be at least have high usage. But Jalen Brown has dropped... Very significantly to like PSA tens at fifteen dollars. Jason Tatum is about two times his price. I think that Jalen Brown could be a pretty nice buy right now. I'm slightly worried about Jalen Brown from the like a he took a significant step back. Oh, of course, on he did. three point percentage last year. Yeah, like significant, bit five uh, percent drop from thirty nine and a half percent to thirty four point four percent. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking based on low cost, and it's low cost for a reason. Low, that's yeah, why. Yeah, it's, low cost, and there should be there should be less. I really do think that Kyrie really messed with their brains. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, they're what like? Uh, is Tatum 21? Jalen is 22. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're still yeah, insanely young. He'll be 23 yeah. by the season starts. I think that's why Kyrie on the Nets works better because Karis LeVert is going to be 25. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be 26. They're not young guys. You know, yeah. Joe Harris isn't. Not a young guy type of thing, so. Yeah, yeah. it's not uh, guys that are mid-20s type yeah. guys that aren't going to be taking crap from Kyrie. Not that I'm saying Kyrie's giving people <laughs> crap. I just think that people don't want to le- shoot. Leadership. Somewhere. Leadership wasn't uh, 
what he's expecting. Don't even get me yeah. started on leadership. Jimmy Butler's the worst leader in the world. Says <laughs> says how he wants to win. Says he doesn't care about the money. Says I'm com- super competitive more than anyone. And goes to the Miami Heat and takes a max instead of going to any other team. What the heck is that, man? All right, that's, that's just my, Jimmy being Jimmy. Take that money. That was, that was my small little rant. Yeah, I, I, I will give Jimmy this. I can't blame anybody for taking that money and being his own and <laughs> and, and being the, the guy on the team. Dude, it's got nothing to Even do with taking money. Even if you're not going to win, just being the guy. It has nothing to do with taking money. It has everything to do with how he left Minnesota and what he did after the fact. Maybe he was – well, okay, I would give him this. Carlton Towns is obviously a stud. Yes. If I had Andrew Wiggins on my team – I'd be complaining all the time too because oh, that sure. dude can't be. <laughs> that dude has just decided that despite, and I'm a Kansas fan, and I love Andrew Wiggins. And I thought he's going to be one of the greatest defensive players in the NBA. They just had all the tools coming out of college to be amazing, and for some reason, he's just decided that he doesn't want to try, and it frustrates me to no end because to be gifted as a as a kid who's a, a five six white kid, five seven on a good day. Uh, what I would give to be six eight with insane athletic ability, you better believe I'd be trying all the time to <laughs> be as good as I can. Uh, true. Not just resting on my laurels. Definitely understand where you're coming from for that. Well, either way, Celtics. Hopefully, the younger players can can take a step forward uh, going to next year. And then this is one of the trades where I just don't know what to make of it. So I'm going to lean on Sam and and Nate here to try to uh, give some thoughts on this. But the, the the Pelicans trade with the with the Los Angeles Lakers, AD to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first round picks. So they gave up a number two, um, a number two, yeah, two yeah, number both, two, both yeah, number twos, two yeah. number twos, a number thirty, Josh and then Hart, yeah. three first rounds. But Ooh, I Lonzo just, Ball was born October twenty seventh. <laughs> shut up. They say all good. People are born in the late 20s Nathan's pulling October. up the big baller brands. Uh, he's yeah. buy some shoes right now. He definitely is. But I, I, I'm just saying, I don't know what to make of it. Like, for the Pelicans' sake. Like, I, I like it for the Pelicans. I got think. a lot of young players. I mean, Davis wanted out, so I mean, I think they got a pretty good haul for it. They got some draft picks. Oh, they yeah. Young I, guys to pair with Zion. I um, agree with the haul, but do we see... Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram taking that step, considering that they, they're talented. I'll let you go first. I've got a lot of thoughts on Lonzo. A lot of thoughts on Lonzo. I mean, I like Lonzo. I like how he plays, and it all, I think it all depends on how many shooters he has around him. I don't think you want Lonzo to be the guy who's you're relying on to get 18, 20 points a game. No, you want him, no. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's excelling at passing, and right now, I don't know if they necessarily have the shooting. You'd have to rely on Ingram <coughs> to take a huge step to take a big chunk of that scoring. I mean... Josh Hart's good off the bench, and Redick can give you some yep. offense with those threes, but, I mean, Redick is really only coming around screens, screens and doing threes. He can't drive or do anything else. And I think Zion will be fine this first year, but, I mean, you still really don't know. I don't know. I still like it, though. I, th- I don't think Lonzo will take a huge step. I hope Brandon Ingram takes a huge step. I've been waiting for it for a while. I always <laughs> like Brandon Ingram, but... uh. Young KD. <laughs> <laughs> Young KD. Even skinnier, maybe. Yeah, dude. He's so I skinny. think that's Brandon Ingram's biggest problem is how skinny he is because he just can't. He's super athletic yeah. and stuff, but he just can't. He's got no strength. Bully down in the lane to get to the rim. You know, Giannis is super long athletic, but he's got that strength to just oh, muscle past yeah. guys. Those last few years of him adding have just... If Brandon Ingram could add guys. weight, he could probably do the same thing, but 6'9", 190. Giannis is 6'11", 244. That's a 54-pound yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Ingram needs to be into, like, the 230s. 
He needs to have like 40 pounds of weight. So, so, so strap some context to this. Brandon Ingram, PSA 10 prison rookie, sell for $10, and Lonzo sells for 20 So it's about two times as high for Lonzo. And I, I know that... The people know what they're about. I, I know that, that Sam would definitely buy Brandon Ingram at $10 other than oh, Lonzo yeah. at 20 But let's hear what Nate's take is on why you might buy Lonzo for 20 instead of Brandon at 10 Personally, I'm in the camp of Brandon for 10 just because I don't really see Lonzo as two times as valuable as Brandon Ingram, especially when it comes to card prices because... Defense and passing don't do it. I don't know if I... I'm definitely not on board with Lonzo $10 more than Ingram. I will agree with that. Right. What I'm saying about Lonzo is he started 45 games last year. Terrible. The Lakers went 45 or 25 and 20 in the games. A lot better. <laughs> Lonzo started. They weren't very good without Lonzo on the court. Say what you will about him. You know, not shooting threes very well. Th- shot 32% last year, but it took almost five threes a game, which is better than was expected coming out of college with this funky shot. He's better than Fultz. He's just got to move the ball um, to the side of his head. I don't get why he doesn't do but it, But he averaged 10 points, rounding up by .1 point a game. 10 points, 5.5 uh, rebounds, 5.5 assists. That's a little down from his 10 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists the year before. <coughs> 1.5 steals, almost a block. Without LeBron there, being the go-to ball handler on the team, well, they got Drew Holiday still. But Drew Holiday, like Drew Holiday is not going to be a ball handler. He's, he's no. just going to slot into that shooting guard, not needing the ball in his. And, and he's not the kind of guy that demands the ball. Yeah, he's Drew Holiday's in that nice Chris Milton, Bradley Beal type mold that can do work without the ball yeah. and really helpful for our team. Ten points, five rebounds, five assists. The year before, ten points, seven rebounds, seven assists, block and a half. I mean, I was stealing a half and almost a block again. Sounds like a way worse Ben Simmons. I think he can definitely get to those numbers. I think he'll just continually go up. He's only 21. I think you give him Zion. You give him a nice shooting guard. I think his assists are going to go way up. I don't think he's ever going to be much more than a 10 to 15 point scorer in the NBA. He doesn't seem like he has the skills. Unless he figures out that shot somehow. But I think he could be a pretty good defender at 6'6". Athletic. Good rebounder. Ton of assists. And... 10 to 15 points a game. You tell me that can't get you an all-star? He could be a guy that does triple-doubles routinely all the time with that with that uh, Pelicans team. I don't doubt it. Throwing I, lobs to Zion constantly. I mean, I, I love Lonzo as a passer. Yeah. He is, he's awesome. The only thing, I just had a quick thought pop in my head. Not thinking about what happens today between LeBron and AD and LA, whatever trades had to work out. Just think about back when they traded... DeAndre Russell to the Nets to draft Lonzo. That might have been the worst move in the world. I know they had to shake it up. I get it. Trading D'Angelo Russell to the Nets was the worst trade in the world because they traded him to clear out... Was it Brook Lopez? I don't even remember. No, 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 Timothy Mozgov. To clear out Timothy Mozgov's salary. It wasn't necessarily to to draft Lonzo. Yeah. They used D'Angelo to clear salary. But... And they did that... Because D'Angelo did the stupid thing with Nick yeah. Young, but it's like Nick Young was the dude that was cheating on his fiance. Yeah. So it's like I don't understand how anybody. It wasn't even. It really wasn't even that big of a thing if you think yeah, about it. it wasn't. Yeah. It really, really, in really in, in D'Angelo Russell's defense. Yeah, Nick Young should have been uh, in the doghouse for yeah. uh, cheating on his fiance and then bragging about it in the locker room. Yeah. That's awful. Um, so I'm Team D'Angelo there. I mean, I've got a big problem with Magic saying he needs a leader, so he trades D'Angelo Russell. 
Yeah, and then D'Angelo Russell leads the Nets yeah, to the playoffs. To the playoffs. Like that, well, that's I mean, that's just where I'm at. It's not necessarily have to do yeah. with the clap. That, that's it's just crazy. magic in the front office. Yeah, which is why he has <laughs> now stepped on. <laughs> magic is a wannabe Jerry West. Jerry West is an absolute genius. Yeah. He's a genius. Well, also, one one more thing about uh, Lonzo, which I think gets underreported because a lot of people look at this isn't anything to do with cards, uh, but a lot of people look at Lonzo's dad. I'm sure you all know who he is. And they instantly hate Lonzo. And I understand, you know, uh, why can't I think of his name? LeVar. LeJello? LeVar. LeVar has an abrasive personality, I understand. But he is there for his sons. He does do a lot for his sons. Can't fault him for that. But faulting a kid, who by all accounts is one of the most humble kids in the world, from what I've heard, Lonzo is like the nicest kid in the entire world. Faulting him for what his dad does is ridiculous. I've never done that. I do hate. I'm not saying Angelo. I'm saying I'm saying people oh, yeah. people out there are like, oh, Lonzo, I hate him. Like why? And like, oh, him and his dad and his stupid big baller brand and stuff. I'm like, well, he's not his dad, and apparently he's like the nicest kid in the world. Yeah. Like I've seen multiple reports stating that Lonzo is like the nicest person yeah, in the entire that world. That's where I, I I hate how people hate on Zion. Because ESPN posts 24-7. Oh, yeah. It's like he's not yeah, asking to get Zion posted. Zion's a great kid. Yeah, Zion's not asking to get posted no, about all the time. He's just playing basketball. And he's yeah. not asking to get talked about in this podcast. It's not his fault that no. Uh, no. people are constantly photographing like everything he's doing or documenting yeah. it. Yeah. Like, he's just playing basketball. And, playing then, basketball. and then the other thing is that people would hate him for playing at his high school, but they don't go and look at that he plays AAU with the top talent in the nation. Yeah. Like, oh, he was plays against small white kids in high school. Well, yeah, he probably played out of high school in his area. That's what yeah, happens was, a lot. A, it was in South like, Carolina. Like, I don't think it was yeah. a huge school. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And, you know, if I was a kid like that, or a kid on his high school team, I'd be so happy he came and played high school basketball yeah, with me yeah. because I don't feel like I deserve it, but he could get us a state championship. You yeah, know? exactly. Like yeah, he could have, you know, could have went to like. That's really good for him. He could have, yeah, he could have gone to any of those Oak Hill academies. Yeah, moved yeah. halfway across the country, gotten all his housing and stuff paid for. Gary Trent Jr. Moved to one of those on. giant public schools that cheats and pays for their uh, schools, uh, like Oak Creek, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, one of the worst places what? in the world. Uh, <laughs> paid for their a bunch of football players back in the day. Got oh, hot. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, big that. cheaters in Oak Creek. Oak, Oak, Oak Creek's Creek? the worst. If anybody from Oak Creek is listening Weird. to this, I want you to know that you are the worst. <laughs> Leave that in there, too, you, you were complicit in them cheating for all the football players. You paying taxes for the public school made you complicit. I don't care if you were like 12 years old, and you're listening to this right now, and you were like one years old when Oak Creek got caught cheating. You were complicit. <laughs> <laughs> Just Nate attacking Oak Creek. Oh, Absolutely man. attacking. Well, back to NBA. Yeah. Honestly, this Pelicans lineup, though, I love the Pelicans lineup. They got Drew Holiday, Lonzo, JJ Redick, Josh Hart, Alexander Walker. Uh, is that Shay's cousin? Wait, is that Alexander Walker, the the Nikhil from drafted? Virginia Tech? Yeah. 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 Shay's cousin. Shay's cousin. Okay. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon Ingram. I dare you really not so much. Zion. Sheik Diallo. Diallo is a free agent. I thought. Oh well, he hasn't been they signed rejected yet. It. They they rescinded. Oh, never mind that. Forget the offer. But then Oak Four. But Jackson. you know, I love some Diallo. Okafor, though. Jackson, I like that. Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood. Christian Wood! Christian Wood. <laughs> oh, dang, Christian Wood. I miss him. Miss the, him every day. To think that the Pelicans could have a top five NBA player trade him and Dude. be this set up in the, sh- in the short term. Christian Wood good. and Zion right next to each other? They're all, all so young. Oh, oh, Christian Wood and Zion right next to each other. Speaking of Get Christian Wood. 
they're, <laughs> okay. they're also young too. I mean, like, yeah, very young. Twenty nineteen. Like, oh, it's awesome. At least that we that they'll play in competitive games. I know that much. Yeah. Let's talk about another team that kind of boosted, not necessarily out of nowhere, but just have gradually built and built the Utah Jazz. Uh Utes. Utah Jazz <laughs> between Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, uh, Joe Bo- Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich. Dante Axum. Dante Key. Dante Axum. Dante Axum. Big key no, there. No, Big no. key. <laughs> major key if I was from like the 2017s. What was that stupid major that, key? Oh, that, that was DJ Khaled. Major key alert. <laughs> oh, man. Dante Axum. Either way, yeah. that is a loaded starting lineup. Absolutely loaded. Even the, Do you got their back depth up right now? Uh, well, they got Ed Davis for like $5 million, You got Ed Davis for $5 million. huge. That's I got Dante steal. Axum on a... Uh, FK Udo is right now their backup center, although I've been seeing Tony Bradley's their third one, and he's been, he in the, the Don- Utah Summer League, he averaged like 25 minutes, he was averaging like 20 points, like 15 rebounds, like two and a half blocks. So he's been doing pretty good in that. I will say this, Dante Exum with a solid 11.2 PER and a negative .3 uh, value of a replacement player last year, so big time $10 million spent there. Very <laughs> excited about that. They got Royce O'Neal too, he's, yeah. he's solid. I mean, either way... You got one of the much better current facilitating point guards of Mike Conley. And yeah, Mike Conley's a stud. Defensively, three-point shooting, exactly. So everything you want. Just basically a less annoying Chris Paul. And better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And lefty. And a lefty. Who's, and whose, teammates, whose teammates and former teammates love his guts. Mm-hmm. Like, they love him. I saw so many things out of Memphis this offseason after he got traded where guys were just like, you will not find somebody more well adored by his former teammates than Mike Conley, and then you got guys like Chris Paul and James Harden who are Chris not Paul adored. So I hate Chris Paul I, so much. I, well, I, I don't know if I hate Chris Paul. I think it's because James Harden hates him that I'm like maybe I do like Chris Paul. I did hate Chris Paul, but then I I saw an article on the Ringer that was talking about like Chris Paul being like everyone hates me because I try really hard. But then you get a young guy who tries really hard, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at his hard work and dedication." This dude's name is Dante Grantham. Yeah, I saw that. Stinks probably That's so close to Devontae Graham. He's a wannabe Devontae Graham. He's probably better than Devontae Graham. Probably. But everyone's like ripping on Chris Paul for trying hard because he's thirty something. They're like, oh he's dirty. But like yeah, if you I get a that. young if you get a young guy and that tries hard. Oh, it doesn't like, have to do with trying hard. No, no, no. I don't hate that he tries hard. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I hate the that people. they accuse him of yeah. trying hard yeah, because you got a what 20, are you supposed to do? You get Giannis as a nineteen year old when he's trying hard yeah. and people are like, Oh yeah, I love it. Well it's like you're an old guy. You're, you're trying to win, and if he's doing everything in his power to try and win, why are you faulting him for it? It's his job. I actually just think that Chris Paul is super annoying. He is. He, he is at times. I think he's super annoying, and I also think that James Harden's super annoying. And I hate. James I Butler. also think he's super annoying because he should have been the number one overall pick instead of Andrew Bogut, but he wasn't. No, I would never have got Andrew Bogut's autograph then. That's true. <laughs> Currently, looking at an Andrew Bogut signed jersey in our kitchen as we're recording this. It's crowning yep. jewel. Yeah, it is. Andrew Bogut, stud. He that Bucks team with Brandon Jennings and Andrew Bogut was so good until Bogut held onto the ring too long, fell onto his arm, and shattered his elbow in a million it. places. If none of you have seen this, uh, for those of you that are listening to the think podcast, about it. I want you to pause this podcast right now, go to YouTube, and look up Andrew Bogut arm injury, and make sure you have a garbage can near you because you're probably gonna throw up. Like the Sean Livingston ACL tear. Have you ever seen that? No. I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? Well, it's bad, too. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Can't be as bad as that Louisville player breaking his leg. Can wear. Dude, Paul, Can wear. Hey, speaking of Paul George, can't believe that he actually snapped his leg straight in half. 
and is back and dominant? Yes. Well, he did it like within the first year back. But yes. Did we talk about? I'm so, this is off on a tangent, but did we talk about how exciting it is? Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. A little the top. bit. I mean, on here, I know we've talked about yeah, it, yeah. but how exciting it is to have the two top two-way players. I mean, Giannis now, obviously, and yeah. stuff, but like, like for wings, for like small forwards, yeah. just yeah. Paul George and Kawhi. It's gonna be nasty. I'm so excited. Oh. It's gonna be ridiculous. It's just like they do everything. They do everything the same. Speaking of, I think I just need to say something. I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. I don't. Dude, I feel bad for I feel, Russell Westbrook. I feel slightly bad for him, but I also do not. Here's who I feel bad for. You, you sow what you reap, Russell. For Thunder. You reap. Sam brought this up earlier. Imagine being a team that had, at one point, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo, Paul George, and at the end of the day... Through the years. yeah, You are left with... Yeah, through the years, not altogether. And at the end of the day, you are left with arguably the worst one. Basketball wise, yeah, yeah. Like, like in a hardest hardest to build a team around. Yeah, yep. obviously, if you're just doing one on one, Russell yeah. is a very exciting oh, yeah. player. But if you're trying to win a championship, you're taking Oladipo, you're taking George, you're taking Harden, and you're taking Durant. Yeah, easy all day. Yeah, and this is coming from somebody that loves watching Russell Westbrook play. I also, love it. Wait, I um, hate James Harden so much. I take Paul George over James Harden. I hate James Harden. So I wasn't putting those guys in order. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I'm just well, saying. I don't really like watching watching Westbrook play just because it's so I frustrating. It. It's like, so it's so aggressive. He has, he has the flashes, yeah, where he has the pure aggression, where it's just like amazing watching him. But then you see the other things he does. It's like super. He just holds on to the ball too long. It's like, dude, if yeah. you would just pass a few seconds quicker. Sometimes that's how I felt about Malcolm Brogdon last year. I love him. Not that he's aggressive, but oh like, yeah, he would just dribble hold around it. Yeah, yeah. And really mess with our offense. He did ball. all those things where he dribble in the paint and then come back. Yeah, up. he did that a lot. So the Pacers uh, fans get ready for that. It's really good. And they have T.J. McConnell, who I feel like dribbles a lot too. Just a lot of man. T.J. McConnell, just a lot of Malcolm Brogdon, and Jeremy Lamb. They're just all going to dribble. <laughs> no one's going to. Miles Turner will not touch the ball next year. Miles Turner. Oh, uh, I love Miles Turner, but he's not on the best team for scoring. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's not like that they're going to give him the ball in the low post and it's not going to no. work, you know. We'll catch some logs, though. Now that we uh, we walked through the different teams that we think could be affected by Wait, us, who, I want to give who, Nate... Who was our last team that we were just talking I was about? Gonna, the Jazz. Oh, yes, we didn't was. really talk about the Jazz. We kind of started talking about the Jazz, and then we really got off the Jazz real quick. True. I didn't even get to the point that Donovich... We didn't even talk about Bogdanovich. True. We didn't pick up talk about Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is the type of guy that, not going to add much defensively, probably not much passing, but that dude can go for 30 at any moment. Yeah. I'm LeBron, too. Yeah. That was nasty. He can go for 30. Davin Mitchell can go for 30. Oh, I love you, Sam Mitchell. Uh, Mike Conley will probably always get you in that 15 to he's, 20 point range. I was going to say, he's, he's just going to be steady. that constant. Well, now it's time about Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert yeah. will get you, like, you know, at least 10 points. Yeah, 12 to 12 around. Yeah. And he will be that insane anchor in that defense. Mike Conley, plus to cut shut down the guards, and Rudy Gobert <laughs> to shut down the paint. And Ed That's Davis even helped, too. Ed Davis. Ed Davis, too, to help Ed Davis, him. yeah. And then off the bench, you have Joe Ingles, who will rain threes on you. Yeah. And he's a Joe Ingles and good Bogdanovich. <laughs> That's now, a lot of threes. Not, not That's to mention, a lot of threes. Man, Conley and Mitchell can shoot, too. That's a Wisconsin man's dream. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really is. <laughs> Two, six, seven, white guys. Oh, no, and Mitchell. Mitchell, obviously, is your Dwayne Wade-esque yeah. Uh, yeah. just stud. Like, yeah. he's, the, he's the thing. We don't... Don't really talk about him because obviously he's their best player. Well, I talk about. 
I love Dragovich. And he's. I mean, it's it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to talk about the secondary pieces on how they're going to make the best because Donovan Mitchell is obviously the best piece. Yeah, I'm not concerned about Donovan Mitchell at all. Oh, no. He's always going to be amazing. Yeah. It's the secondary pieces that supplement him that's going to be what makes the Jazz. Well, interesting. yeah, it'll be good too because I think last year in the playoffs when they played the Rockets, there's so many times where like he was trying to create offense for himself. And it was just so difficult for him. But now that he's got Conley to kind of yeah. run things. And even Bogdanovich with that extra spacing, it's going to open it up so much. Yeah. Is there a bigger upgrade in the NBA this year than Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley? Yeah. Ricky Rubio. That's crazy. Aside from like, the <laughs> other big the signs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Suns. <laughs> On a ridiculous contract, like three or $51 million. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Donovan Mitchell, prices went down last year, right? Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure prices are going to go back up yeah. with Mike Conley facilitating. Easily. Donovan yeah. Mitchell doesn't need to be a point shooting guard anymore. He can just solely work in that, in that what we were talking about earlier, that Bradley Beal, yeah. that Chris Middleton, that Paul George, oh, you know, much all, more those, all, those, all those wings. That, you know, yeah, obviously. Or even if he drives more. Dwayne Wade athleticism yeah, out, of, yeah, out of shooting guard. And even if he does decide to drive, I mean, Mike Conley is a better kid. Well, I expect, him to, I expect him to drive yeah. all the time, but like, like he doesn't need to be focusing on getting other people. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. No. And like, yeah, I was just going to say, like, Mike Conley is a million times better of a catch-and-shoot option <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Or even, oh, yeah. I don't even... Raul Neto is probably... You don't even know how much more that opens up. Ricky Rubio just doesn't seem like a good fit in today's modern NBA for any team because he's not like Giannis or Ben Simmons where you fill him out with shooters, right? And it doesn't matter that they can't shoot. He doesn't really even have... Not that the Sixers do that with Ben Simmons, but like it doesn't matter that Giannis isn't a great three-point shooter. He was shooting better at the end of the year because he can pass out to anybody. But he's 6'11", can get to the hoop, and he's big. And he can at least play defense. Rubio doesn't. Ricky Rubio that. can't Rubio shoot. Just doesn't even have the deep. Well, he steals. <laughs> I, I know. Rubio can't shoot, and he's not six eleven. He's not massive. Yeah, that's a big problem in today's NBA. That's three years, fifty one million. The Suns have to be the worst run franchise. You sign Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio would be great. <laughs> you for trade Michael Josh Lee. Jackson away for nothing. Let me let me just say this. and then sign him out. And then who was the other guy that? Why can't I think of that? Who's the other guy that they traded with Josh Jackson? D'Anthony Milton? D'Anthony Milton. I don't know about, obviously their front office is bad. They are not good. But I really, really, really like Devin Booker and DeAndre Hayden. Those are two dudes that yep. I think are going to be super good players. They, the team will probably never be good with them, which is very sad. Very, <laughs> very sad. But Booker is a stud, and DeAndre Hayden is much, much better than anyone realizes. I, I seriously, like, yeah, he was like, I know that, you know, obviously PR and win shares is the biggest measure comparing anyone. Oh, I just had that all up. But the dude was a beast last year, much more than anyone gives him credit for because he's on the Suns. Yeah. And I, I seriously think he's kind of like, he isn't Shaq. Don't, like, Shaq is obviously best center ever, probably, if one of them. But DeAndre Ayn could be like a mini Shaq out there today in today's NBA. Yeah, like, Anthony Melton wasn't amazing. He's solid, but though. I feel like he's a really long player. 10 PER. For a 20-year-old second-round pick, you give up on him after a year to get rid of Come on. Come on, like, come uh, on Suns. Where is he? Well, come the, on. The oh, biggest, he's like 6'3". I thought he was like 6'3". The days. biggest problem is that they drafted Josh Jackson in the first place instead of Donovan Mitchell, who would dominate college games. You don't draft a dude who's just a bum for the Kansas Jayhawks who doesn't do anything. For a guy that's a like just because he's a I'm gonna kill him. Bum for the Kansas, Kansas Jayhawks is a little bit redundant right there. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill both. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, uh, get me on a pet peeve here. Number one, why is Kelly Oubre not signed? <laughs> Kelly Oubre, 
who nobody would have seen as a better wing player than Josh Jackson and Andrew Wiggins is currently a better wing player than Josh Jackson and Andrew Wiggins. I'm not going to All three Kansas players. Kelly Oubre is a restricted free agent who has not signed with anybody. I don't know why. He did well with the Suns last year after the trade, after getting out of that. Cesspool that is the Washington Wizards. <laughs> well, I gotta look at going. How 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 ridiculous is it that he goes from the Wizards, terribly run franchise to the Suns, terribly run franchise, and yet does better? Get yeah. him on a get my Kansas players on a good team for oh, once. So that's all. That's it's always the stupid Suns, a poor run franchise. The Kings before this last year, a poorly run franchise. I mean, Wayne Seldon's on the Bulls, a poorly <laughs> run franchise. Takes us into the fact about the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. Trading away Kemba, signing Scary Terry, yet so the kid to my right who lives and dies by the Kansas Jayhawks thinks that Devontae Graham is going to be a stud. You heard it here first. Devontae Graham. Scary Terry has nothing on Devontae Graham. You heard it here first. Devontae Graham is going to come out. And now I know he's only 6'2", which is a small problem in today's NBA. But Devontae Graham is going to come out, and I tell you what, by the end of the year, starting point guard. That's my bold hot take for the year. Devontae Graham, starting point guard, Charlotte. So he doesn't only have to pass Terry Rozier, but he's also, according to ESPN, behind Shelvin Mack on the depth No, side. no, he ain't behind Shelvin Mack. Don't give me that crap. Don't give me that crap. He ain't behind Shelvin Mack. What? He's barely behind Terry Rozier. <laughs> in, uh, fact, in fact, if you were to ask me right now, who would you take, Terry Rozier or Devontae Graham? Devontae Graham all day, twice on Sunday, three times... In the NCAA tournament. Oh, so now we're talking college here. Frank Kaminsky should be bought by every single Frank person. Frank Kaminsky <laughs> is absolute trash, but I would have liked to have seen him as a backup center on the Bucks, If only because I know he can shoot, and despite him being pretty terrible up to this point, Brooke Lopez also looked like a guy that was kind of washed before last year, and we made him into a four-year, $52 million dude. That did happen. So why not take a small chance on, on Kaminsky and just see if somehow our system works really good for him? Yeah. I don't know if it would. I wouldn't be willing to I bet on it. I personally do not think it would. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm sour on Frank the Tank. I'm a little sour on him. All we need, all we need, now, now I say all we need, a three, uh, center that shoots three-pointers. That's not Lopez. That's not Lopez. Yeah. Lopez shoots well beyond the three-point line. He's shooting 30-plus yeah. foot three-pointers, right? I love it. And Not he's enough. nailing them. Okay. Hands in his face doesn't matter. So there is, there is, like, I make it sound like Brooke Lopez. What Brooke Lopez does is easy. What Brooke Lopez is doing is not simple. Most threes of all time from a seven-footer are taller, right? Yeah. But, but Kaminsky yeah, did shoot 36% last year and 38% the year before that from three. Oh, yeah, no, he's a good I would have thought it was, I, I just seemed like, you know, because Brooke, Brooke isn't like, he gets a bunch of blocks, and he just needs to be big and in the lane. Yeah. Giannis is the guy that helps out all over the defense, so Brooke can just chill down there. Yeah. you telling me a 7-foot, 242-pound Frank Kaminsky can't do that? Yeah. You know? I I obviously, obviously, what, what Brooke is doing, I don't know if Frank can do. Like, I don't know how long his range is, and the longer the range is for Brooke, the more valuable it is, yeah. because the farther you get away from the rim, the farther you draw out your de- uh, defender, and the more room Giannis has to work. Speaking of Frank Kaminsky, I follow him on Instagram, and the dude has put on muscle, like Giannis muscle. Oh, 
Well, let's get Frank. Not, except he not, already signed with the Suns. Not like he signed with the Suns. Not yeah, two years, ten million. Yeah, not 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 in the fact that he probably is as strong as Giannis, but the fact where he has he's he's, he's put on muscle. Yeah, like he's put in work. Here, too. Here's yeah. here's here's my thing on per. Frank the Tank went for almost a seventeen per last year. I was gonna say before when we were talking about the Jared you know? Allen thing, I looked it up. Jared Allen was fifty fourth in per in the whole NBA. There were 23 centers ahead of him. Right. And yeah. then there were a few power forwards. Like, I saw John Collins up there. But I oh, long as some John Collins. I was, I was yeah. just looking at centers. So, see, see, see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no, like, I got it's saying. like Frank Kaminsky is almost a 17 PR. That's above average. But for a center, it's not not good. Yeah. Not top. Well, same point. I mean, there's 30 centers in the NBA. It's presumably some, you know, are like yeah. hybrids. So, if you're not 30 centers in the NBA, meaning. So I mean, I was just counting really quickly. If you're, if you're not top 10. You know, yeah, you're I, not middle time. Yes, yes. You're not. Like, Granted, though, it was Jared Allen is 20, and a lot of those guys were 25, 26. Yeah. Although DeAndre Aiden was at, like... Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Age does play a factor. Yeah. But sometimes age plays a factor in... Because this uh, is a basketball yeah, card yeah. podcast. Uh, age plays a factor in people willing to bet lots of money on guys that... Like uh, Luis Garcia. I wrote an article on Luis Garcia. He's Baseball player. Oh, he is a 20-year-old shortstop prospect for the Nationals. And people were betting on him. 60 bucks in auto, base auto after a guy that just finished rookie ball. Yeah. Like he was going to be the next Juan Soto because he's from the Nationals and the yeah. Nationals have had their fair share of good Successes, luck with yeah. Juan and Victor Robles and uh, Carter Kaiboom uh, and Trey Turner and Brett, uh, Bryce Harper and stuff. So people are like, oh, 60 bucks, you know, all day. I'm looking at him. I'm like, you're just buying into this guy because he's on the Nationals. Yeah. He's young. You're expecting him to become the next Juan Soto because he's on the Nationals. Yeah. And again, he was young. His stats weren't like amazing. They're fine. They're good, mm-hmm. but they weren't amazing. And now in Double A, he is terrible. So bad. And his prices have dropped into like that forty dollar, thirty five dollar range from sixty to sixty five dollars. Yeah, so bad. Speaking and, of, I got a DM from someone that I have not responded to you about Luis Garcia. Huh. Ask me if he should buy him or you, something. Well, maybe now. Yeah, I mean, now that the prices have dropped, yeah. but yeah. So like, people always. Overvalue age, and I understand you always want the young guy. It's like me and my fantasy football teams, grabbing all <laughs> yeah. the rookies. Or I just can. anytime you play two K or Madden, or two K or Madden, you're just like give me all the young guys. You suck up on the rooks. I don't blame people for wanting the young guys in basketball cards because that's where you're gonna make the money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. sometimes you buy, you can buy, <coughs> name somebody who was forty dollars for a Prism rookie last year, or you can get forty dollars for a Kawhi Leonard rookie. I mean, you know, yeah, years at, and years at, before. At that point, you're paying. Forty dollars for Luca or forty for Kawhi, probably at the same time period. Yeah, and like right now, I'm I can pay a thousand bucks or you know five hundred bucks for a Juan Soto or five hundred bucks for a Christian Yelich. That's not a good example. That's not. Uh, give me a guy that's actually in the minors because Juan Soto is really oh, good. Oh, I mean, Wander Fran- Oh, your uh, well, Wander Fran- was five. Who's like he's oh, a Julio he's Rodriguez? Yeah. I'm paying you know two hundred some dollars for a Julio Rodriguez or. 300 bucks for Christian Yelich. I'd go Christian Yelich all day. As much as we love Julio Rodriguez. And I love Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. But but there's a, a surefire thing there. But the other thing you have to think about is, not that I'm saying it, but in three years, if Yelich doesn't 
get to Yeah, if he doesn't keep producing MVP seasons, that price drops. But if Julio Rodriguez doesn't turn into anything, Juan Soto, which I do expect him to be very similar to Juan Soto. But the the main point is that Demonte Graham is not going to start for the Charlotte Hornets at all this year. The main point is this. I feel like you guys should bet on this. The main point is this, okay? A gentleman's way. Everyone that's listening to this, here I am drinking a beer on a Saturday afternoon getting to talk about Demonte Graham because he's a stud. And you will all realize this by the end of the year. I want you to all, if Devontae Graham is a solid NBA player by the end of the year, I want you to all crack a beer and drink it to Devontae Graham. We need some parameters for solid. Solid NBA player. I want a 12 PER and above. I want that's lame. 22 minutes a game. Uh, that's practicable. This and is I'm, definitely not. I'm looking at, like, you know, since he's probably going to be a backup, I want, like, Wait, 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 wait. Probably going to be a backup. I have to start, have to start, have to start. It started by the end of the year. started by the end of the year. I'm looking. I'm thinking eight points, four assists, two and a half rebounds, one and a half steals a game. I'll say this. What Nate just said is worth more than 25 cents for a prisoner game. Yeah. So, fair yeah. enough. Like, like, you're looking at tiny, tiny amounts of money for Devontae Graham. For a dude that easily could be a backup point guard in the NBA next year. Something you have to realize is that Tyus Jones had the highest assist to turnover ratio of all time, and also his prices are worth nothing. Yeah, but Tyus Jones also isn't like, you know. He's a very vanilla pick. He's very vanilla. I love Tyus. He's very good. He <laughs> does not turn the ball over, but he's yeah. just like, you You forget about yeah, him. Yeah, it's, it's true. And yeah, Devontae Grant is going to be a forgettable guy too, I imagine. Yeah, come on. But, but... Tyus Jones shot 31% from three last year. Yeah. 35% is his top. I imagine Devontae Graham could definitely turn himself into a 38, 39, 40% three-point shooter. He shot really well in college. I don't doubt that either, though. Like, there's value there from his three-point shooting and just being a kind of like a intelligent uh, basketball player. One of the nice things is that while Terry Rozier obviously has the potential to do some damage, there's at least a path. That's there was what, a path. That's what really matters. Like There's if they path. would have signed Kemba Walker again, I'd be like, nope, no path. Yeah. If they would have multiple guys, Terry Rozier is not exactly somebody that inspires a ton of confidence. I think there's upside there. Yeah. There's definitely upside. And speaking of card upside, there's probably upside for picking up Terry Rozier cards. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gets minutes. I shouldn't just be talking about Devonte Graham here. There's definitely Terry Rozier upside, but like Devonte Graham, you you could you could probably walk into the show, like I did. Two cards for five bucks. I threw two Devontae Graham cards on top and said, I'll give you five bucks for this. And he said, okay. Right? Yep. You can probably get them all for free. But I think that we just talked about pretty much all the different moving and shakings that could affect cards in, in some way or another. Of course, you don't have to be involved in free agency to go up in price next year, like maybe a Mo Bamba or, I don't know, any of those dude, young dudes. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson Jr., who I'm in love with. JJJ. Well, he should be a little JJJ. <laughs> He's going to be good. I'm going to try to get... Him and Ja. I'm going to try to get JJJ and Mobamba same 2K19 team. That yeah, we're about to build a franchise here after this. So Maybe we'll Twitch stream it. Well, if we can figure out how to do that. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't know how to do I'm that. pretty Xbox and capable. Yeah, we could, we could yeah, probably figure out. We might have to watch a, little, a few YouTube videos. Do a little Google or something like that. Well, can't be that hard. Sam, anyway. give us the last word. Anything that caught your eye that wasn't talked about today? Any move in the NBA that Any just caught your that, eye? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie got re-signed, so that's really all that matters. Oh, Spencer. oh this past off, uh, this past season. Yeah. Yes. He wasn't on the move, so like that. Sam's matter. favorite player is Spencer Dinwiddie. We're kind of best friends on Snapchat, bro. So. Spencer Dinwiddie follows Sam on Snapchat. Yeah. MBD. 
Yeah, That's cool. Really? My favorite off-season move, and this is going to sound ridiculous, so bear with me. Because it probably will be ridiculous. It will be. It will be ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. Bull Bull at 44 for the Heat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> I love it because, like, everyone's like, where's Bull Bull going to go? Where's Bull Bull going to go? I figured some team in the back half of the first round was going to be like, oh, whatever. It's the back half of the first round pick. doesn't really matter. We'll go with Bull Bull. Nope. Drops all the way to the middle of the second round. And now Bull Bull and Jimmy Butler are going to team up. I felt And it's going to be beautiful because I'm pretty sure Bull Bull is going to have like a seven-year career where he plays like 30 to 50 games a career at varying levels of uh, capability. And then like the last like two years, he's just going to get signed to deals, minimum deals, trying somebody trying to get the talent out of him, even though he's been injured a ton. Not going to lie, he's going to break his knees every single year. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. Too I hope he doesn't either. I would love for him to do really well, but he is a big injury risk. But uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited because we didn't get to see him in college. Six, yeah, that's six, true. Six games of it. Darius so, Garland. And, so, uh, and yeah, Darius, Darius Garland. Garland. I'm very excited about Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, because that seems like a thing that's I not going to work out well. I was so upset the other day when I turned uh, on the Cavs Summer League and he was not playing. Dude, you I want to see him so Well, bad. the reason why it didn't happen is because they traded yeah. that pick. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I don't care about logic. I want to see, <laughs> see who I want to see. Play. I'm excited. I really like Sexton. I really like Garland. I'm very disappointed that the Cavs took Garland because I don't know why they didn't take Culver and pair up a guy who doesn't need yeah. to have the ball a lot. Sexton with the ball. With well, Culver. If, you, if you believe in taking the, the top, top player, player available, you go with that. I, I know. I get it. I get it. Uh, one other thing. I'm also very excited about the Pacers because a Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, Victor Oladipo thing is very exciting for me just from like a see how it works standpoint. And also, I was reading an article, and they were talking about Malcolm Brogdon in it, and they said, if you can't get Malcolm Brogdon, get the off-brand Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. And, and the Pacers both. went out and got both. They're just covering all their bases. So that should be a fun, fun thing. I think this year is the year I finally bite the bullet. I'm going to have to get NBA uh, League Pass, because like in the years previous, you were like, all right, I get the Bucks already, and the Warriors are definitely going to win. Yeah. But now it's like everybody with a with the top two, and you know teams like the Pacers with the Brogdon's and the Old Depots and the Miles Turners. It's going to be very interesting, and even the teams without the top two. You know, you still want to watch the Suns with the uh, Booker and Aiton. Oh yeah, you want to watch the Kings with Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox and Frank Mason. You know, there's not many teams that you don't want to watch. Even the Magic, I'm going to want to watch once they get Russell Westbrook. Uh, even even now though, I mean when they got. Gordon, I mean that that might be yeah. the, uh, and Fultz, and then the Thunder, the Thunder. I'm going to want to watch because they're going to have Mo Bamba and Shea. Oh my gosh, that that brings me to my closing. That the only thing I care about going to the future is what happens to Russell Westbrook. It's either going to make my life. No, just kidding. It's not that big of a deal, but it's going to make me excited. Or it's going to make me disappointed. Either way, I think I'm that's giving it. I'm giving it a week. We're going to find out in a week. I think so too. Oh yeah, but definitely. I guess to, to bring in something new that doesn't necessarily relate to him being in a free agent move, but just people moving and shaking between the Darren Collison uh, retirement and then one of the other point guards signed somewhere else. Oh, Corey Joseph went to the Kings. Yeah, I am very excited for Aaron Holiday. I don't care if he's only six feet tall. I don't care if he might not be a top flight athletic guard. He's a nice player, and his cards are hey, extremely cheap. You know who else isn't six feet tall but is also a stud in the NBA? Who? Frank Mason. Earl Boykins. Frank, okay. Stop talking. 
Aaron Holiday is always going to be better than Frank Mason. You liar, liar, Michael Kadire. <laughs> loser, loser, Carlos Boozy. All you I'm cheater, looking cheater, at. Cheater, cheater, Derek Jeter. All I'm looking at is Shea and Aaron Holiday for guards, and I just want to see what happens. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this NBA season. I think it's going to be wild. I think you boys are excited too. You know what's going to be wild? When the Bucks win the championship in 11 months? John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, so excited for that. Mm, so excited. That is going to be a fun league pass team. There's a lot of fun league pass teams. Yeah, I've never been more excited for a gar- young guard, young big man duo. Both teenagers are currently, as we speak. I've never been more excited about not having a daytime job. Hey, let's go. <laughs> well... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was a long rant between a lot of different things, but I think that some of the some of it in there was very valuable for cards. Um, others, I think you guys will just enjoy to hear. Yep. But Sam, Nathan, thank you for joining. Nate, what do you got? Uh, one last thing is uh, if you're out and about today, you happen to run past the Culvers, you know, get yourself a good burger. Don't be fooled by chicken tenders. Buffalo chicken tenders. This is for this is for Trees and his daughter Jade that he got her chicken tenders and she, she loved, loved them, them. But also she's really missing out. I know she's probably only like three, but you know she's four. Come on, give her that here. I know she's probably only like four, but you know that burger, spectacular. I, I'm getting a burger the next time I go. I'm That's doing right. it. Good. That's right. Doing also it. because we got these coops on the table. <laughs> coops right next to the right next to the uh, microphone. Buy one, get one free. Culver's Double Deluxe Butter Burger. Buy one, get one free. Any two scoop Sunday. Buy one, get one free. Any regular concrete mixer. Concrete mixers, for those who don't know, you pick your flavor custard. You put any two toppings in it. Reese's and caramel. Snickers and M&M's. Oreos Raspberries and walnuts. I don't know. All spectacular. All fattening. Makes you very happy. That happens. This is not paid for by Culver's, but I love it. Yet. And with that, let's go get some Culver's. Thanks, guys.